0: Welcome Welcome to to the Freedom Freedom Fries Fries podcast from the timeless Army-Navy rivalry to a passion for pursuing financial freedom through real estate. Join Mike and Spiros for real talk about the huge wins and crushing losses of patriots who relentlessly pursue financial freedom. Freedom Fries is focused real estate investing for epic success.
1: All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Freedom Fries Real Estate Podcast. Uh, It's your main man, Mike, and I'm here with my my homie here, my co-host, Spiros. Spiros, how you doing, brother?
2: Go Navy Beat
1: Army it's Army Navy oh, week buddy. It's it's Army Navy week so Spiros uh conveniently scheduled two navy guys to be on the call this week. So but real quick before we get into this week's episode and introduction just uh, Spiros and I wanted to give the community and our, all of our followers a quick thank you and uh, we appreciate everybody and especially our repeat customers who are listening every single week when we drop something. So g- big shout out, you know, personally I know my parents are listening all the time. I know my brother-in-law helps me a lot with production and uh, uh, I got my good friend, Major Ray, there who helps a lot and listens to all my all my uh, nonsense on here. So personal thank you to those guys. And uh, uh, without further ado, let's do a, this week's introduction. Spiros, who do we got on the call this week? Yeah,
2: hey, we have a really good friend of mine, a guy that I met uh, on I-Day when I checked into the Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. One of the first dudes I met, one of my company mates. Uh, Dennis Volpe is uh, an accomplished uh, military officer, surface warfare officer. He was a commander of uh, of a ship, um, and uh, he's an author of a book, and now a leadership coach. And I'm telling you, we're we're in for a masterclass on extreme networking, a masterclass on leadership. And I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a term that he used during the discussion. Uh, how to unlock human performance. We're about to hear a masterclass on how to unlock human performance. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and that you you listen to it to the end because there's a lot of good laughs, a lot of banter, but um, some real real pearls of wisdom that you you can apply to your life no matter what kind of uh, line of work you're in, whether you're active duty or retired uh, or transitioned. Uh, this, this all goes out to you.
1: Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself, Spiro. So I'm, I won't add anything and uh, listen all the way through. Dennis is fantastic. Talks about a lot of great stuff. Uh, life coach, investment coach, uh, all that good stuff. So I, and I even got my own personal little mini coaching session throughout <laughs> the call. So you guys don't want to miss that. So without further ado, let's bring on uh, Dennis. Dennis, welcome to the Freedom Fries Real Estate Podcast. We're uh, very excited to have you. And uh, like for some reason, I'm getting always outnumbered here with two uh, Navy guys to one Army guy. So, well, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit on the show tonight. And uh, (laughs) Dennis, uh, tell the world a little bit about yourself, and uh, let's get after this.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a husband. Uh, I'm an outdoor enthusiast. I am absolutely a uh, you know washed up uh, rugby and lacrosse player. Uh, So, and now as a result, I'm a uh, recreational Triathlete At best, I'm an entrepreneurial and small business investor. I'm a bourbon drinker. Uh, nice. I am a Traeger grill guy. I'm a retired naval officer, former ship captain. And uh, now I'm a uh, Columbia University certified you know, leadership and small business coach.
2: Awesome. And Bur- he's most famous for where he got his start in the 22nd company at the U.S. Naval Academy, <laughs> class of 1996, living next door to yours truly. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So you guys you guys were roommates? We weren't roommates. We were uh, pretty much across the hall, right, Dennis? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we were, pretty were company much, mates. Yeah, we were company
1: Dennis, mates. Dennis, be honest with the people. Was Spiros any good at rugby or is he, uh, is he all talk? He was good. Kind of, <laughs> yeah,
3: if I remember correctly. Uh, you know he was one. Of, he was a back right mm-hmm. so when you start talking about rugby you've got the backs right and then you have the forwards who actually do all the work we
2: just score the points and get the get the base that's right
3: yeah we we set the foundation for them to you know score all the points and you know <laughs> yeah. scoring all the points you know even that's 25 awesome. 30 years later
1: that's awesome that's awesome so Dennis tell us a little bit about um, your you know a little brief recap of your military career and then how you get into the business world post military life and how that trans- transition was and you know any obstacles that you came across. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> like, yeah we'll,
3: we'll dive into it and uh, so again went to, went to you know, the Naval Academy uh, had a conversation last night uh, talking to some Boy Scouts up here in New Hampshire mm-hmm. about hey why did you go to the Naval Academy and not West because I got recruited to play lacrosse at both mm-hmm. and uh, it was really pretty simple. What's that? If you've ever been to West Point you know, in January, Uh, it's a pretty great place.
1: I was there for the last two years. So I know a little bit about it.
3: (laughs) I knew, I knew that. Right. So, you know, imagine going for your recruiting weekend
1: in January. That's a very hard sell.
3: (laughs) And you know, I was, I was staying with a plea. Mm. Uh, So I was like, Oh, this place is awful. And, uh, and then, I go to the Naval Academy in in late April. All right. Uh, you know, so. And, That's
1: all you need to say. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I was running around a bunch of juniors uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, seeing what life was going to be like. Sure. Uh, what no one told me was that life on the Chesapeake Bay is just as gray and shitty, yeah. um, uh, you know, in January as it is on the Hudson, mm-hmm. you know on the Hudson River. Sure, uh, sure. Did that. Like I said, I I started as a lacrosse player, uh, left as as a rugby rugby guy. Uh, And uh, I will say that I think the life lessons from being a rugby player at the Naval Academy have served me throughout you know, my career as as a Naval officer and, you know, as, as an athlete afterwards. And so it was a, uh, surface warfare officer. So I was a ship driver, never, never thought that I was going to make it a career Mike. Uh, I ended up doing that did uh, a bunch of, you know, a couple of deployments. Then I got selected to go back to the Naval Academy as a, uh, as an instructor. So I taught leadership in the morning and then I coached rugby in the afternoon.
1: Oh, that's cool. Um,
3: so that was, you know, best tour, best tour I oh, had. Uh, yeah. um, awesome. and then, uh, you know, didn't, like I said, didn't plan to make it a career. Uh, uh, actually went back to the reason that i said yes to going to uh teach and leadership the academy is because they always had all these hiring conferences uh mm-hmm. usually like two a week and right. uh you know they had all the alphabet soup folks from dc uh and then they had all the you know the the corporate folks looking for service academy grads that had leadership experience out in the fleet sure sure and then um so didn't really have a plan then you know what, that's this thing called September 11th happened. And uh, the Navy was like, hey, what do you think about staying? What do you think about getting a a master's degree, hanging out in Annapolis for an extra year, and we'll give you a, a, a signing bonus? I'm like, that sounds like a good plan for a dude that didn't have a plan. <laughs> like, uh, sign, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like a threefer. So then, you know, I signed on for a couple more years, did my department head ride as a weapons and combat systems officer on a cruiser. And then um, got orders to go to uh, the Naval War College and uh, did that for a year. And then uh, because I was a because I was a ship driver that you know went to you know the Joint Planners Course and had a sub specialty in counterinsurgency, right. <laughs> they sent me to Afghanistan. for I was going to say you were painting yourself in a very uh, tight
1: niche that only certain people could. Do. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's yeah. over. That was going.
0: So um, this, I don't, yeah. I don't
3: know that I did, but if this I was goes back I to the, an army guy.
2: This yeah. goes back to the old saying: "No good deed
1: yeah, goes unpunished." Exactly. Does exactly. Does. Yeah.
3: Yep. So. And while I was there, I got I uh, got screened for uh, command, left there, and then went to. To, uh, the command pipeline, and then I did my XO and CO afloat ride, uh, and we could talk about some of the yeah. challenges with that. And uh, then I went from that to, um, you know, Fourth Fleet, U.S. Uh, Naval Forces Southern Command as a future Ops guy. And then I retired in 20, 2016 and decided, you know what, the leadership arena and the uh, leadership mm-hmm. and small business coaching space was Very where cool. I wanted to go. Uh, one, because I had a background in it two, because I got energized by it. And three, because my wife mm. is in the corporate space and I needed to make sure that I had a career and a profession that could support her uh, career advancement and give me you know, an opportunity to yeah. do cool stuff.
2: So Dennis, let me ask you that before we go to your kind of current life, I, I want to ask you like about that transition, getting out of the military. A lot of the folks that listen to Freedom Prize are possibly at, you know, a lot of times active duty and they're thinking about getting out, they're scared uh, to oh, do it because yeah. they don't know what to see on the other side. So I'd like you to anchor on that, you know, pre-decision, the decision, the the transition, and then then how it felt soon thereafter.
3: So I think it's important to kind of lay some groundwork because, you know, I had an opportunity to do a lot of cool stuff in my career. So much so that, you know, if you go down to Washington, D.C. and you go to the Navy Memorial, you can actually see my name inscribed. On, on the side of it for oh, wow. operational That's excellence. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome, right? But you fast forward to when I was in command. I had an awesome time in command until yeah. I did And what happened? Well, we were supporting the 2014 Sochi Olympics. And, and that you know i don't know what they call it in the army but it was a national tasking mission so the important people in dc were getting briefed about what we were doing Uh, because we were there for presence ops close enough that you could be on the bridge wing and uh, throw your binoculars up and you can literally see the olympic torch we were there uh we were on station and then uh, we had to uh check off station to go get gas and groceries uh on the other side of the black sea and uh, when we we're entering port. We had a we had an operational mishap. Ran aground. For those non-maritime folks, that means your propeller hit the dirt uh, and uh, actually wow. broke the propeller. And we were deemed non-operational in a really heightened time uh, during in the Black Sea. Uh, and what does that really mean? You know, I went from you know being on top of the world uh, personally and professionally, and then being in the deepest, darkest valley you could be in personally and professionally. Because two weeks wow. after that, I got fired. And rightly so, right? Because as as a commanding officer, you're you're are absolutely responsible and accountable sure. for what your crew does. So you know my transition, because I was at I was at my 18 year point. And uh, so the next two years I spent you know figuring out whether or not you know that canoe club that you know put my name you know on the Navy Memorial was going to keep me in or if they were going to keep me in or are they going to keep kick me out if they're gonna kick me out. You know, what does that mean? I mean, it was literally a million dollar question in terms of right. you know, what does your retirement look like? You sure. retire as a commander, you're gonna retire. Yeah, a lot you know, of, lot of implications so, from that. Yeah. So my transition, Spiro's, was
1: mm-hmm.
3: not as as clean cut as as everyone else. You know, they they looked at my record and they said, Wow, you know what? This dude had one really mm-hmm. bad day at sea um, in a twenty, you know, at that point in an half year career. Uh, so the Navy said, yeah, you know what? You could stay here. And if you want, you could stay here until your mm. 28 year mark. And I was like, you know what? I've had command. And for those folks that have had command, yeah. that's all you want, right? Yeah. You just want to command again. And uh, I wasn't going to have that opportunity. So I was like, all right, well, what do I want to do next? I started going through some transition mm-hmm. programs. One was Operation New Uniform in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, the most helpful part of that was this connection exercise. And they Had you identify, you know, kind of your quick reaction force, right? Your aces, the guys or gals that would always answer your call, regardless of the time of day. Regardless of the subject, you had to ask them to introduce you to their five. Right, so then you had twenty-five mm-hmm. conversations with already vetted dudes mm-hmm. and dudettes. Right, because they're you know they're they're the quick right. right. reaction force, and we're quick reaction force, and so amazing conversations. Right, because I I right. didn't know what I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know what the outside world looked like because you know I spent up to that point I had spent three days of my adult life not in the military. If you if you count a service and academy, that's, that's right? very
1: common for I, people in the military around the world today so that's
3: yeah so i grad, you know i was yeah. I'm, I'm a new yorker hey. i'm a long island guy june 28th i graduated because there was mm-hmm. a bunch of snow days right and three days later i saw spiros
1: wow at the wow naval that's academy, amazing
3: right the so three days between you know I'm, yeah. I'm a high school kid to you know i'm at the naval academy trying wow. to figure out life and um so those 25 conversations
1: mm-hmm.
3: super helpful right and across the spectrum right so IBM executives, mm-hmm. craft brewery owners, you know, pastors, mm-hmm. investment bankers, yeah. wealth managers, canine police officers, <laughs> CrossFit gym owners, you name it. I got to talk to them. And it just gave me a perspective that I just didn't have before. And it allowed me to look at things differently. And uh, one of the people I talked to was actually in learning and in, in development. And we we had actually been friends uh, through you know some mutual friends. And, um, you know, she said, how come you're not getting into coaching? And me not having the perspective that that I probably needed, I reverted back to when I was a rugby coach, and then they look at me. I was like, "Yeah, I would you love ta- to do that. <laughs> be that." You tackled her.
2: You tackled uh, her. You what's tackled, that? You tackled the poor girl.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, we were at lunch, so I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't tackle her. But you know, then we spent you know forty five minutes of her educating me about what an executive coach or leadership mm-hmm. coach was. And I said, yeah, I think, I think that makes sense. And that Dennis um, was that your
1: introduction to how you broke into the coaching world. That, that, that conversation at lunch. Wow. That that's cool. That's cool. Yeah.
3: And then a random conversation uh, between my wife and somebody mm-hmm. that she worked with. Uh, Cause they said, Hey, you know, Dennis is getting ready to retire. What is he going to do? And she's like, "Ah, you know, he likes that leadership stuff. He's probably mm-hmm. going to get into that. And, um, so that person said, well, have you talked to this person? And, of course, my wife was like, well, why would I talk to her? Well, because her husband is a partner at a leadership development firm. Oh, okay. So my wife talked to, to that person. That person yeah. talked to her husband. That husband emailed me. I was in mm-hmm. Jacksonville at the time. He was in Tampa, drove to Perfect. Tampa for lunch, You know, kind of told him my story. And he's like, yeah, we That's need to so work cool. together. And I've been working with him. You know that company for wow.
2: the past seven years. So you you kind of make it sound like you know your transition was kind of a, a you're that steel ball in the pinball machine, mm-hmm. right? And just like random things are happening. So that's kind of a segue into you're also an author and you wrote a book called Transition on Purpose. You're making it sound like it was all sort of happenstance, but then you write a book to other people, kind of instructing them to transition on purpose. So tell us a little bit about what the inspiration was for you to write that book.
3: The inspiration. To write that book really came from people telling me you need to write a book. (laughs) And I knew the only way to stop the noise was to write a book. Got it. Uh, So that was the inspiration. Uh, But uh, it was a cathartic experience, right? Because for somebody who didn't have a plan many, many moons ago about whether he was going to stay or go in the military or stay, you know, you could take the military out of the equation, right? You would just put corporate job or whatever in there. Um, and I was really lucky because when I went through all of that, you know, professional turmoil, I had a, a mentor who said, you know what, you got to get my focused on something other than your shitty reality. Pardon, <laughs> pardon my French. Uh, and because otherwise it's right. going to defeat you and he was 100% right because at that point in time what i you know what i did was who i was and who i was was what i did and taking the time and giving myself the time and space to unlock those things right my role versus my identity uh was was priceless and how did that happen i got into triathlon hmm. and it gave me the time and space whether it was training form or the actual event to understand me right to understand who i was what mattered to me what my values were, how I defined success in life, what my expectations were of me and the people I, I spent time with and, uh, you know, what I was going to do because that's what really mattered, right, is, is literally taking a step in a direction and moving. And uh, if it wasn't for that conversation, uh, I'm not really sure where I'd be today. So <laughs> literally after that conversation, got home, you know, was trying to find the end of the internet for some reason or, or another and then uh, this little, you know, pop up ad came up uh, that said Miami seventy point three, and I am like, <laughs> all
1: right, oh yes.
3: <laughs> no, you know, lucky it was like six yeah. months later uh, because at that point in time, Mike, I you know the last time I did any yeah. like swimming was probably when I holy was holy cow, the <laughs> that's that's of <laughs> any length, right? So it was like 20, 20 years cow. before, you know, I lived in Jacksonville, Florida, so right. I had like a beach cruiser. I did not have a proper bicycle. <laughs> Uh, But the only thing I could do was run at least 33% of that Mm -hmm. that triathlon. I was gonna, you 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 know, you knew you could crush
1: uh, one leg of that triathlon.
3: (laughs) That's right, that's right. And uh, you know, a lot of people make fun of me, they're like, Why is the Mm -hmm. swim so hard for you? Yeah, you're a Navy guy. I'm a Navy ship guy, right? No. So I'm not a SEAL. I'm not mm-hmm. an EOD diver. So if I was swimming in the water during my career, gonna, things have gone horribly, horribly It's not a good thing. And, but when you think about it from, from like a personal mm-hmm. leadership perspective, the sport of triathlon really prepares us for life. You know, you've got two concrete transition periods mm-hmm. in, the, in the sport. You know, if you're not present in the present, And if you don't finish the swim on time, the bike doesn't matter Mm -hmm. and the run doesn't matter. And similarly, if if you don't meet the time hacks for the bike, then the run doesn't matter and uh you, you got those transitions which are literally time and space for you to get your mind right and focus on what really matters right. right now when
1: you when you say you found yourself in the training for the triathlon do you is that like exactly how how it sounds like you're just you were in your zone by yourself and you had the ability to kind of go through your thoughts while you're on the rower or while you're running on the treadmill or you know riding the bicycle and you're just kind of deciphering through different things and discerning what's important what's not important is that is that what you mean? That's exactly
3: yeah. what I mean, Mike. I mean, up to that point in time in my life, I didn't really know what my, right. my core values were. I did yeah. what the core values of the Navy was, right? Yeah. Honor, courage, and commitment. Yeah, I did more push-ups and and athletic stuff to those things than I care to remember, but I was literally able to dig into me to say what really yeah. matters to me. And autonomy matters to me. Mm-hmm. Impact matters to me. Connection yeah. matters to me. And sure. security matters to me. And now that's hmm. how I make decisions. Whether it's about the investments I make, the people I spend time with, the work that I do, whatever, you know, how does that impact or what's yeah. my autonomy?
1: Yeah, I think that that's important. And I think, you know, people struggle to that to this day, no matter where you are in life, it's hard to sit you know to unplug so to say to just sit down listen to your thoughts figure out what's important and what's not important who's in who's really in your circle who's not in your circle cuz i know you know at least personally if i've had to you know get some people out of my circle who were supposed you know in my circle and they're not and it, and it takes it's it's hard it's a learning process and it's a it's growing pains and you have to figure that out and i think military non-military it's just part of life trying to figure you know taking that time of growing and, and maturity to figure out what's important to you, who's important to you and and how you use those to your benefit to take the next step in life.
3: 100%. 100%. And, uh, you know, I spent some time with a, with a good friend who's also a mentor and yeah. uh, they're also a coach. And we were talking about that very, very topic, Mike. And, you know, the, the phrase that they used was, you know, you got to re- realize, and it's a tough realization that you have mm-hmm. friends for a season, you yeah. have friends for a reason. And then yep, you also have friends so for Yeah, that's so
1: true, life. man. That is, I'm stealing that from you. <laughs> yeah so
3: you have to look at the reasons you have to look at the seasons and then you just have to look at the people that you know that are always going to have your back
2: 100 percent. i love that i love it and and i'll tell you um i'm going to brag on dennis here for a second on our rugby team our motto is with you you know so it was something you said on the field a lot you know and it was usually the guy that has the ball you know will go into contact and then somebody will come behind there and, and put their hand on the smaller mm-hmm. back and say I'm with you um, Dennis was always that guy he epitomizes that with you I can tell you a bunch of stories you know we went <laughs> one spring break we went to the Appalachian Mountains and climbed a few mountains and uh, it was me Dennis and two other guys from our company and me and the two other guys are we're like you know we want to be the hot shits right we want to run up the mountain run back run up the mountain again you know dennis is the kind of guy that kind of starts out at the bottom and he takes one step at a time one step at a time and as i'm trying to sprint up the hill and dying <laughs> on my face dennis comes by you know one step at a time he's like "Hey, That's man, can awesome. I help you out?" and and again with rugby you know he was the kind of guy that would look at somebody and go you don't realize this yet, but I'm going to push you back, and then you're going to fall, and when you get up, I'm mm-hmm. going to push you back again and I'm gonna keep doing it. He's just that kind of guy that's consistent, and uh, and I can tell you, Dennis, not to get sappy, but you're definitely a
1: mm-hmm. friend for life. In my book. <laughs> so. with my friend. That's awesome. Uh, Dennis, I'd love to pick your brain about, like, for the, okay, so for the last seven years, you've been doing coaching, uh, you know, investor mentoring, co- things of that nature. I, 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 and this might be personal to me, but I, in the world that we're in today, I hear those words a lot. Like, I hear you need a coach, you need a mentor, you know, you need something. I don't know if I really could tell you what those things are. I I know that might sound crazy, right? But like, obviously I know what a coach is, right? Like I know someone who, you you know, keeps you accountable or what a mentor does, but I don't know, maybe you can shed a light light a little bit at what you actually do and how, you know, how that could be beneficial to somebody who might be struggling to find a way and how you can keep them accountable and things like that.
3: Yeah. No. And I appreciate the question, Mike. It's, Honestly, about seven years ago, like right. I said, I didn't even know what it was. There's lots of things that, or lots of people that you need in in your life. I call it a tribe guide, mm-hmm. right? Because we all have to have a tribe, and it starts with it starts with your QRF, right? There's a lot of military people that listen to this. You have to have that quick reaction yeah. force for your life, and you know, as as a ship guy, uh, you know, we had two QRFs on ships, right? One for anti-terrorism and force protection, and one for damage control. Right, fire, Mm -hmm. flooding, and all that stuff. Those were the people that would respond when things were going sideways. And we need that in our lives just as much as we need it in the military. So that's where it all starts, right? So, starting with the five or 10 people, right, that you know, I mean, I know that I can call a phone number in Satellite Beach and say, hey, dude, uh, (laughs) I got this shit going on. I know Mm -hmm. that I'm going to get support. So, knowing who those people are, uh, but also spending time to let them know. A couple of things, right? Where you're at, where you're going, how you're doing, you know, what are mm-hmm. the atmospherics, and then what support you
1: think is that? Dennis was that? Is, it, is that an actual like? So I'm trying. I'm just trying to think real time while you're talking. It so I take five people in my contacts who I think would answer right now, and I have a conversation with them and just let them know those things, like what I'm doing, how they're doing, and and let them, and let them know they're one of my yeah. Q, one of my fives. Uh, QRFs get out of here. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it tomorrow.
3: <laughs> and let me ask you, Mike, right? What would happen if I called you on mm-hmm. the phone, right? Let's say you and I had known yeah. each other for a couple of years, uh-huh. maybe even a couple of decades. And I called you up and I said, hey, Mike, you know what? This coach dude, right? He told me mm-hmm. about this QRF thing and that I needed it in my life. And I needed people that I could depend on to provide me with the accountability that I need and the support that I want right. in life. So that way I can right. succeed faster.
1: And you're one I, of those dudes. I would I would be, you know, I would be, you know, a I would say, how, you know, how great <laughs> me of all people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: And then, right? But <laughs> And you're going to feel grateful for it. But the last thing that we want to do, right, is burden other people. But we don't want to make that call ourselves.
1: That's a fair point.
3: And I call that, you know, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going. This is how I'm doing. And, you know, this is the support I need. That's kind of a a position report Mm -hmm. that a Navy ship uses when they're out at sea. Like every four hours, you got to tell people where you're at, where you're going, how you're doing. And where did that actually come from? It actually came from World War II, of all things, right? Because we didn't have position reports back then. We didn't have GPS. We didn't have any of that stuff. Uh, so, have you ever heard of the USS Indianapolis? I have. Right, yeah. Big heavy cruiser delivered mm-hmm. the atomic bomb mm-hmm. to the island of Tinian, and then got sunk on on on, mm-hmm. a, on its way back to San Francisco. And the majority of the crew got eaten mm-hmm. by sharks. But nobody knew where the ship was because they didn't have you know a coherent. They being the Navy didn't have a
1: coherent. That doesn't surprise me. It's, you know Navy? They're never uh... <laughs> <laughs> it I'm style, just
3: messing. Right? Up. So but then they then they started sure. this position report. So now I, I, you know, force people to have their own personal position report. Hey, this is where I'm at. This is, this is where I'm going. This is how I'm doing. This is what I need. And if mm-hmm. you're not willing to do that, what you're telling me as a coach, as a, as a mentor, that you're, you're okay getting hmm. eaten by sharks.
1: That's, I mean, that's powerful. Cause my, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, you know, honest for the listeners. I'm a hesitant about calling my five people. I don't know why I'm just hesitant about uh, making that phone call because, and I think this might be part military, you know, I'm power. I, I, you know, I think I could do it on my own and I'm sure you probably hear this often and I could do it on my own and I don't want to bother anyone. And um yeah i don't know but i i think i'm going to try it now that you're that the way that you're explaining it
3: let me let me ask you a question mike because we don't know each other uh, you know this well is going to turn into like that.
1: a personal coaching session for me, Spiro. so i'm sorry <laughs> you got well, it, it's, it's all good, good.
0: what sports, what did you sports? Play growing
1: up uh i played yeah. college basketball so i played all growing up high school and college so basketball
3: okay and you spent time in the army. I yeah, was a uh,
1: 27 Alpha judge advocate for the army. Got
3: it. the last time I checked, basketball is. is a team sport, yeah? Yeah. And uh, what happens and you know, it's not 100% accurate, but what happens when somebody tries to go at it alone on the
1: you, basketball? You, first of all, you're probably going to lose, and second of all, you're going to lose all your teammates cuz no one wants to play with that person.
3: Right. So let's put that into exactly <laughs> what you just said about a minute and a half
1: ago. I hear it, man. Yeah, that's powerful. <laughs>
3: Why well, is it okay to do it on the basketball court? But I know you can't man, do it that's fe-
1: I I'm I'm with you 100% I promise you I'm going to do it tomorrow. And it's funny that we're talking about basketball because the five people that are in my mind are all uh you know, pro- I have probably met them on the basketball court, you know, throughout my life. So <laughs> Probably oh, all of
3: Yeah, when you start thinking about the relationships yeah. that you have, you know, and the relationships that matter, very often it's from
1: Absolutely. shared
3: adversity. And you have that ability to reflect on those things and you know when the chips are down that guy or that girl is yeah. gonna have your back and that's what life's all about right life mm-hmm. is a contact sport i've gotten knocked down i know the two of you have gotten Absolutely. knocked down once or yep. twice right but it's also a team Absolutely. sport and the cool part is you get to pick <laughs> your team um but you also talked about you know what what else is part of that tribe guide, right mentors you know those guys or gals who have mm-hmm. done what you want to do in the way that you want to do it so they can actually show you the way but th- then the next step right is you also need sponsors who are kind of like mentors but kind of like a 2.0 version because they've done what you want to do in the way that you want to do it and not only can they show you the way but again they can actually clear the way for mm. you and provide opportunities and then you got to make sure right. you've got the connectors the guys like you and spiros that know people and can connect people to other people and are okay doing that. And then you also need the energizer. You know, those people that you can no kidding mm-hmm. plug into when you're like, you know what, I'm yeah. having a crappy day. And who's that person in, in your phone that you're like, you know what, I just yeah. want to talk to them for like five minutes. And your battery yep.
1: just goes. Yep. And you're like, everybody what? has one of those in their corner. And
3: yeah. Yep. yeah, And if you absolutely. don't, you need one. Uh, and, and then obviously, you know, the other piece of that is the trusted mm-hmm. colleagues, right? The, right. The, the teammates, you know, that are there that could provide the perspective, insight and knowledge and education that you may need based right. on what you're trying to do. Well, one of the coach, in, in, in Dennis's opinion, is somebody who unlocks human performance. But to unlock human performance, it goes back to kind of that, I, I was lucky enough to go through the Columbia uh, coaching program. And the reason I loved it is because it was simple mm-hmm. for this Navy guy. <laughs> and uh, three big overarching questions. What's up? What matters? <laughs> What's next, right? So what's going on? Based, you know, let's let's look at reality. Uh, what matters, right? What's that desired reality? What are the obstacles? What are the challenges that that might exist? What are your support requirements? Notice my yeah, did and say, I, "What do you I, need I help that. with?" Right? I get the work of military That's exactly what listos. I was picking
1: up on. <laughs> you know, yeah. right?
3: I need support, right? And then, all right. So based on where you're at, based on where you want to go, based on how you're doing, what
1: support you need, yeah,
3: what are we going to do? What steps are you going to take?
1: Yeah, that's I, I that's powerful, and I think I mean personally, you know, we we obviously talk a little bit about real estate on this podcast, but I think also. Regardless of what your uh, passions are what your investment goals are, just by having those conversations and having that support like you said and having those different discussions with different people, I mean look at your lunch uh, you know your lunch conversation for example, just by talking and having that conversation, it put you in the room that you needed to be in and if you didn't go out and have those conversations and tell talk to those people and tell them about what your aspirations are, who knows where you are right now I know
3: hundred percent. And the awesome thing about, at least in my experience in the, in the veteran community is when you let people know what you want to do and you let people know why you want to do it, the vast majority of military veterans are going to absolutely yeah, provide you. 100%. With
1: support.
2: I'll tell you, you know, um, Mike, you and I have experienced the real estate accelerator together. I think one of the toughest things I had to do early on was to identify myself as a real estate investor well before <laughs> i was sure. a real estate investor but but remember it, it's kind of like putting your putting it out there like yeah. this is who i am and you're you're kind of and obviously you're not that person yet but but what you're telegraphing to people is this is who i want to be and i want you to be a part of it i want you to know it and and maybe you're not the one who can support me or or but maybe you know somebody you know so it's a it's kind of an extreme networking tactic to just put it out there and say this is who I am this is where I'm at you know like you said Dennis what's up you know what matters and where am I going and then people get attracted to that person that's willing to come out and say this is mm-hmm. where I'm heading in life and I'd love for you to join me for the ride if if you can you
3: know yeah and you know there's that african proverb out there right if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far
2: yeah <laughs>
3: go with friends
2: Go with friends, yeah.
3: And, uh, you know, when I moved up to New Hampshire um, to support my wife's career, at the time, I only knew one physical human in in the state of New Hampshire. And I hired a coach. I actually hired a transition coach. I was kind of lost for a guy who wrote a book (laughs) about transition, right? (laughs) I remember my my wife coming home from work one day, and I'm standing here and I'm watching a Brene Brown. TED talk about openness and vulnerability. And, uh, you know, my my wife walks in the front door because that's where my office is. And she's listening to this TED talk. And she's like, I know you look like my husband. uh, But what have you done with him? That's awesome. And 100%, though, right, to what Spiros talked about we have to be open and we got to be vulnerable mm-hmm. about who we are and where we want to go. Cause yeah. we don't have all the answers. I was, I was lucky enough. I got, I got asked to uh, you know, talk to a boy scout troop last night about, about personal leadership. And um, of course, you know, these young guys were like, well, you know, what's the one thing, yeah. what's the one thing. And uh, you know, based on your experience, what's the one thing. And I'm like, yeah, there's more than one thing. Uh, but uh, if I could boil it down to one thing is never ever be the smartest person person mm-hmm. in the room because if you are
1: you're ah, in the wrong room i love it that we gotta clip it spirals that's it right there <laughs> I, I, ju- I just I hit. I the love button. that. Uh, I, I, hit the I, button. I live by that personally. Right. I don't think I've ever actually said that, but I always live by that. Like, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be the hardest working person in the room because I, you know, that's that's my thing. I outwork everybody. I, I put in the hours when I need to. But I want to learn from the people who are smarter than me and that they've done this and they they can they can teach me. Right. I, I want to be a part of that group. So I love that, man. That's that's. Yeah freaking awesome
3: One hundred percent. and Spiros has known me for a really long time and he knows i never have to worry about being <laughs> the smartest guy
1: <laughs> that's awesome dennis that is that dennis
2: tell it dennis tell us what you're uh what yeah. you're working on now what uh business idea or, or who are you listening to right now
3: uh well the um you and i had some conversations a couple of weeks ago yep you know, some real estate opportunities uh, that may exist down, down there in South Florida. But I had a conversation with, with a young man today uh, who's looking for, you know, some private money because uh, he wants to, you know, he wants to start flipping houses and uh, getting into that real estate space. You know, for me, you know, I, one of the things that matters to me, you know, we talked about values, right, is impact. And how do you help, you know, those, those men and women that want to create a legacy that matters, that wants to follow, you know, that, that that path of purposeful work and they just need a little bit of a boost. And um, so we, we talked about, you know, what does that look like from a financial perspective? What does that look like from a partnership perspective? And uh, in a, in a few months, you know, we're going to slap the table, we're going to sign some papers and uh, we're going to help him get to where he wants to go. Um, so that's one uh, I've got, I've got a friend out in Montana uh, who very similar situation uh, was looking for some private money to you know create the uh, like a VRBO option uh, outside of Bozeman Montana and uh So I said, yeah. Not only do I want to invest in it, but I want to be part of it, you know, from an equity position, so that way I could leverage some of the coaching uh, that I do from a small business perspective uh, to help him get to where he wants. Not not just him, because it's it's a family-owned business for him and his family to create that legacy that that they're looking for. You know what what I've seen as as a small business coach is very often it's one of three things, if not if not all of them that that. Small business owners are looking for, or they that they need, and the first is clarity. Clarity about what success looks like, and taking the time to dig into that to say what, how have you defined success for whatever this is? Um, and what I've seen, you know, in the past seven years is yeah. people haven't taken the time. You know, they they it's yeah, you know what? And I'm I'm working with uh, you know a, a small construction company up here in New Hampshire. And um, that, you know, the founder CEO of that company, you know, had clarity of success, but he didn't have clarity of reality. And what I mean by that is he didn't know his numbers. So he was making uninformed decisions about the work that he was doing, the nature of the work right. and the amount of work. Um, so helping those business owners find clarity is one of the things that I that I try to do. Uh, and then alignment, alignment of energy, effort, and attention, right? Because once you identify what matters, that's where your energy, attention, sure. and effort mm-hmm. needs to go. Yep. And then creating right. a structure that makes sense. You know, there's all of those, you know, programs out there, whether it's mm-hmm. EOS or whatever. You got to find the program that fits you, your personality, and 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 how you and your mindset, yeah, and how you like to do things. You know, I was a ship driver, right? So I, I am definitely not an aviator like Spiros was, but CAS, right? Clarity alignment structure. It's like close <laughs> air support for your small business. I love it,
2: yeah. I love it. It's cool. Well, I'll tell you what. What I'm what I'm hearing is uh, we we Mike we have our first. Uh, that, I mean that's on what that,
1: <laughs> once that it started talking. about the market.
2: So so for all of you listeners out it's there that have you know projects and 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 things going on and mm-hmm. you're looking for not only a couple of bucks to help you uh, either get going or get over the finish line. Hey, reach out to us yeah. through our Instagram or wherever wherever you find us. Reach Reach out to us. We'll get you in contact with Dennis. Yeah, they know a
3: guy, and yeah, uh, we yeah. we know a guy.
2: We know a guy, and and not only will you get money, but I think you're going to get a little bit of coaching to uh, include it in the package. Yeah, whether you like it or not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to a. Uh, it's called the uh, New England Invents. and uh, it's actually a military mm. pitch competition. Oh, well. Uh for military, uh, military, mil- active duty military veterans and spouses. You know, what kind of ideas are out there? What kind of businesses are out there that may or may not need funding?
1: Cool. Very
2: cool. Cool. Well, Dennis, tell tell uh, tell our listeners how they can find you like on on your social channels and that sort of thing.
3: Yeah, I, I am mm-hmm. absolutely a LinkedIn guy. Okay. Uh, probably spend too much time on there, um, but okay. yeah, you can find me on there. You can find me on my website, which is uh, dennis-volpe com, and uh, you can also find me through Spiros. <laughs> he knows how to get a hold of me. Yep. Uh, and
2: uh, yeah. Well, Dennis, it's been um, it's been an absolute privilege to have you on. You you brought kind of uh, every one of these podcasts that we do bring a different For sure. perspective. Um, to the investment community to the veteran community to dudes in general um, it's it's been really cool I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with me and Mike and uh, yeah Dennis absolutely. I can't thank yeah, you I mean, enough you man know, I
1: know that you know everybody's busy these days and for you to take an hour out of your night to talk to us two bozos and give us some life lessons and school us so I really appreciate it thanks for the personal <laughs> coaching session here I got a I, I got one on the arm any here time, so. bro, so, Dennis again like I echo everything Spiros said this was fantastic and uh, this is going to be really helpful for our community. For what we're trying to build and uh just you know life lessons all around so really appreciate your time man Go Navy, beat I Army.
3: you guys are doing you know uh not only creating a community but uh, i think it's actually one step one step beyond a community i think based on what i know and what i've seen happen you guys are right. creating an ecosystem right an ecosystem that's not only connected it actually works together and to create the environment for yeah everybody to and succeed.
1: that's the goal man and that's what keeps us uh i guess that's what i think that's what keeps me and spiros motivated honestly just to keep going at this and you know we don't get anything as a you know as a kickback or anything we're just doing this out of you know our you know our appreciation of uh our community and think it's an easy way for us to give back yep. so yeah man i appreciate that i appreciate the kind words those are things that kind of keep us keep us going so keep the door keep the lights on so to say <laughs> oh that's man. right
3: absolutely yeah exactly dennis relax.
1: thanks again i'm not letting spiros talk on purpose because i know what he's going to try to say so i'll end this call with his army navy week it's army army week and we all know that army will come home victorious as always so (laughs) thanks for tuning in to the freedom
0: fries podcast join mike and Spiros next time as they bring more real talk about real estate investing highs and lows freedom fries is focused real estate investing for epic success